All right, folks. Welcome to a very special episode of the Eric Anders Lang Show. Rich, Beam, Beamer. Yes. When you're in an elevator, what do you say? When they say, what's, 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 what's your thing? Ooh, um, that's a good question. I'm actually kind of, I almost tell the truth right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not so bad like Max Homer. I'm an insurance salesman. All of a sudden, funny. I'm giving them quotes, you know. I'm not quite that way. I tried it one time with my kids in the car. I said something along those same lines. And my kids all of a sudden, they like, Dad, no, you don't. Oh, You're a golfer. You yeah, I'm like, oh. Here we go. Throw me under the bus. Yeah. Um, no, I just lying. I tell people that I'm in. I travel for my job, and then they ask what job is. Well, I'm in TV. And then they say, well, "What do you do for TV?" Then I kind of like, okay. I mean, they kind of want to see how interested they truly are about it. I mean, yeah. but once you say you're in TV, you know, people's ears usually perk up just a little bit. So. Yeah. Do Do you remember when you called me? Do you remember that night? I do. I think you had a few drinks. I did, but I. So here's the thing. <laughs> Wasn't it in do you LA? Know this story? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so, but then, yeah, it was legit. Like twelve years ago, yeah, maybe ten years ago, my phone rang and it said Austin, Texas. Yeah, but I was in LA at the time. Yeah, and I had met somebody that knew you, and you had just done something with United Airlines. I think. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. I think it was before then. I think this was just the trailer to be the ball, which is how this whole snowball. You know, okay, because I just because I'd been following you on Instagram and all that stuff, and and after watching the United thing, and I'm going, I gotta meet this guy because I thought what you're doing was like really cool. Thank you. Yeah. So I just I was infatuated. I was stalking you. Yeah, he called me. It was like kind of late. Like it was like I think it was like eight or nine, yeah. and you were like Eric Lang, and I was like yes, and you were like. This is Rich Beam. Do you know who this is? <laughs> <laughs> then I would have had a couple of cocktails in my system. No I loved doubt. it, though. And if because, I was in L.A., that was definitely cocktails. Because you, you, sometimes you just need the context. Hey, like... Do, well, you know? I just, like, again, I don't... Here's the thing. I don't want anybody to assume that, you know, I'm a... Like, I don't want I don't want to assume that they would know who I am. There you go. Yeah, and fair. I mean, why would I mean I think that to me Same is like here. don't you know don't you know who I am? I it's actually, know. you know, Keffer on my team, right? Like mm-hmm. so he 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 did this video on YouTube where he got a hole in one and, and it was like you know, a million people saw it. And he he described this experience that maybe you have had where he then he went out and played golf, you know, months later, uh, just the other day. And um, you know, he's playing golf with this other guy and they get to the 17th hole and the other guy says, "Hey, I really loved that video." And Keffer was like, oh, like, I, I didn't realize that you had seen that. I feel, like, sort of uncomfortable now. Have you, have you... <laughs> also have you, 17 holes in. Yeah, like, like, have you ever been on a plane? And then at some point, they look at you and they go, hey, so Beamer. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, well, not really on planes, but, I mean, like, driving through airports for sure. What's the question you get most often? Oh, um... Bring it. You know what? Honestly, it's mostly about the car. It's mostly about jumping on the car at the Nissan Open, winning it back. I mean, a lot of it comes from that. You know, what'd you do with the car? Right. And I'm like, I gave it to my caddy. Right. You know, um, no but one a says lot of talk it. Talk about the back nine at Hazeltine? No, not really. I mean, it's not that specific. A lot of them start by, by I think, making the question fairly easy or fairly simple or, you know, um, you know, they might say watch you at Hazeltine, really enjoyed you jumping on the car. I mean, that's kind of the two. If they know me, right. then it's usually those two are tied in. It's like I, wa- I watched you win at Hazeltine, yeah. loved you jumping on the car. Those usually are the two big ones that are tied in together. Um, and then invariably, it's it's followed up with, hey, I've got a buddy who played with you one time. And I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's <laughs> and, actually, and, and I don't uh, mean to be disrespectful, but I'm like, 
guys, I, I can't tell you how many pro-ams I've played in. And some yeah. people I, I will legit remember because of the antics that either happened that day <laughs> um, or the relationships. Because I, of all the pro-ams I've played in the world, I mean, like, I can't go to a town and not know somebody that I've played in a pro-am with. Right. And I will call them up. We'll go to dinner. We'll hang out. And all my friends at Sky Sports, um, I like half the places I go in, in the U.S. for Sky Sports Golf, I stay with buddies or yeah. I do something. And they're like, do you not know anybody around here? I'm like, mm, I probably don't know too many people in Maine. You're kind of the <laughs> Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain of golf buddies. <laughs> I kind of seem just, to be. I've got, a, I've got a phone full of buddies that, you know, and so, it's, so, it's great. Um, you know, because for me, like, you know, I got into golf like in um, like kind of 08, 09 when Tiger had his big thing. Um, and you know, so I, I didn't know like your story because that was kind of like after these like huge moments and I'm just curious, do you know? I know Joe a little. Know? I, I wish I knew more. Do you and know I who he, like, like, let's just get it out of the way. Do you I, know who he beat? I know that you, you're one of the few people who was able to fend off Tiger in there a go. PGA championship in 2002. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I, and guess how old Jojo is. First off, just, just you know blanket Every, guess. Everyone right? who comes on the podcast, you know, yeah, just, <laughs> it's a litmus I test. mean, I'm I'm guessing 29. I love That's it. It's not bad. I love it. Yeah, 25. You're not 25. 20, you're 25? Yeah, I'm 25. You I mean, had to like, look. Like, <laughs> I mean, I just see, I look at it, and, and well, you as well. I mean, like, I could not shave for now until I die and ever come close to anything that resembles a beard yeah. or anything like that. I mean, it would just be, How old are you? I'm going to take a guess. 52? That's 52. 53 this August. On the nose? On the nose, oh, baby. Oh, my. You look, so, you look mid-40s. You're not offend me. Mid-40s. Mid-40s. I don't know about that, yeah. Well, You're how old Because it's early. Yeah. If it was like 3 p.m., I'd be like 39. There you go. There you <laughs> go. If I shaved, boom. Yeah, yeah I, I think shave that's like I see a little gray right there. That's why I'm kind yeah. of thinking, you know. So but, shave. No, I was thinking, God, I was thinking no. actually, here's a question. I'm jealous. Here's a man question. Ready? Yes. This is not to Jojo. This is to you. Well, Jojo, you can answer. Thanks. Like... Like I've thought about it, you know. Like, should I just no, don't darken it. Don't do it. Oh God, no. It. Really? No, no. no. Nice. I try to darken. Listen, as you get older and you start trying to put that dye in your hair, <laughs> yeah. I promise you, it looks terrible. It doesn't work, right? <laughs> it does not work. You can okay. tell point blank who's got it in there and who doesn't, okay. and it's just like after a while, you're like, because I tried it, because I'm like, you know, I'm getting a little too gray. Now it's like I wish it was all gray. It's oh like, really? I, I wish it was more gray than it is now. Why? Is- I don't know. I just kind of have this like it's already coming in, you and it's like it. Well, here's the thing too: is you're going to notice this later on is that the grays are angry. Oh yeah, they are. They're like harder. They're harder, and they're and they go where they want to go. They're twi- yeah. they're, they're like hard, and so they're you super can't ornery. And they are not. They do not play well with the the not gray ones. I feel and like so, we're talking about a group of people, not yeah, just they're the angry. I mean, the grays are angry, so they. So I mean, it's just like just go all gray. It's just we, the best podcast, <laughs> best golf podcast yeah. out there. So, Someone's so, listening, so, being like, talk about Hazel Tree. So rich, you uh, <laughs> got a great career as a competitive professional golfer. Unbelievable. Yes, you know what? You live in Austin, so we're gonna dig into that another day you also have your current career in broadcast i'm curious to know um (laughs) maybe you can't answer but like but like when are you biting your tongue on with the red light on you know when are you just like i want to say i got a fucking zinger oh i mean uh, quite a bit i mean i did um, i did get caught out once because i was watching somebody in the back nine of a tournament it was on friday 
And clearly this guy had packed it in. And I really just want to what say does packed it in mean. Packed it in mean he's he just, just he oh, just quit. He's just yeah, he doesn't really he doesn't cut. care anymore. So yeah. I basically want to say this guy's give it shit factor is is high, is all time high. <laughs> I mean it's just like his give a shit factor is just it's like he doesn't care. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't see that. So uh, invariably he hits his, you know, his tee shot or whatever it was into a greenside bunker and I and I walked in. Long bunker shit here. I shot, shot. I mean I had <laughs> I had that word in my head and so I said I'm going, Okay, you know better. Did you you know, Ben? No, 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 no. I, nice we just, we just, let, we're pretty chill. I had to apologize because we actually apologize for the guys that say it on air. I mean, so you we apologize in for what form? Like, we're sorry about the language, the inappropriate language you just heard. You know, the passion that you know comes out isn't always the best. Oh yeah, whatever it is, we the have, we fucking bo- passion. We have passion. to apologize for all the f bombs that John <laughs> Rob. I mean, when he whacks it, I'm just going, come on, say it, say it. Say it. Well, it, the funniest one of all time for me was when Rory. At Doral, yeah, hit that three iron, oh, and, yeah, and then chucks it, and then yeah. took his thing in a helicopter. And I'm sitting in commentary with my buddy Ewan Murray, and I see this, and I start howling, laughing. <laughs> I just couldn't. Oh, yeah. I almost like hyperventilating, couldn't breathe. And Ewan is sitting there. He's trying not to laugh, trying to apologize. Now, Kitty's at home. Uh, this is really not what you should be seeing from your idol. I'm going. Are you kidding me? I've done this a thousand times. Are you shitting me? Like, and I just was, it was so funny. And yet, you know, we try not to condone, obviously, the swearing, the breaking of clubs, the throwing of them and whatnot. I'm like, guys, if you've ever played this game, yeah. that little white ball, that little small white ball, will make anybody lose their shit. <laughs> anybody will lose their shit. The best player I ever played the game, Tiger Woods. He got fined more than anybody else. because I didn't my- know that. Oh, God, yeah. He got fined more than anybody else because, I mean, he said every word under, I mean, and because every microphone's on him all the time. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, as soon as you hit it, he thinks about it and he just goes, fuck. No, he hits it and whips the driver down. Fuck. You know, it's just like, yeah. it's. So, so like, it's interesting to hear you talking about the give a shit factor with this player. Like, you, you're definitely able to see things that the common viewer isn't able to, right? You're, oh, yeah. You're reading things. Because in, we've been there and done that. Yeah. I mean, you can see stuff that, that guys are doing. Even, you know, even the best in the world, you can see when things aren't quite right. They're, they're a little bit off What mentally. do you see? What, what are the symptoms? You see them... You see them... Um, their body language is probably first of all. Okay. Um, the like what kind of body language? Like? Body language, head down. Right. Um, go quiet. Mm. They don't have as much chatter with their caddy. They they're quick to pull a club, oh, or they're or they're standing or out. they're standing there looking looking at the crowds, looking at this and that. They're looking for anything to blame them for putting them off. Whoa. Oh yeah. I mean, Dude. and and uh, this is. Uh, if John Rom listens to this, I'm sorry, buddy. You're the best. Love you. But like it, even at the week after he won the Masters, he was at Hilton Head on the 15th hole. He hits his drive. He wasn't playing very good. I think he was like two over at the time. And he hits his bad tee shot on 15. And he looks at the cameraman and just stares at it. And you could just see like if he was able to have, you know, <laughs> laser beams coming through, he would have just blown up the camera and the person holding it. <laughs> And it's just like, dude, you just won the Masters, but you could see that he was just ready to 
it ended up making a couple birdies coming in and finishes top five or something like that right. because he's that good. And But you can see with John especially, like, he hates it when he's playing bad, when the camera just kind of follows him. Oh, yeah. Oh, he hates that. So he's just getting – so. but you can see other players, like I said, you know, they get up there, they just – they they go through the motions like they're trying, but you can you can easily tell. And, and like I said, a lot of it has to do with with speaking to the caddy or the player caddy relationship because the caddy stops getting in there and yeah. you know trying to pump up the player because they've already had conversations walking down the fairway about I don't want to fucking be here. I've already booked my flight. You know, I've texted my agent to book me out of here. I mean, it's yeah. you've you you see it all. So at what point do you, if you ever like. You know, going back to Seve days, right? Mm-hmm. Seve was the one who was like, nah, man, I'm an entertainer. Like, win or lose, you owe me, right? Like, appearance fees and stuff. Oh, absolutely. And, like, as you talked about Rom, I started to think of, like, uh, you know, a zoo. Like, like he's in the cage. Oh. Now, this is obviously, like, obviously he's an athlete. He's He's, like... He's like the best at the game, but like on some level, is there that experience when you're out there and it's not clicking and you're just like, I would rather be elsewhere. Oh, without a doubt. But you said it right on, you said it perfectly. And this is something that, that it's taken me a lot, a lot of time to learn is that I am an entertainer out here. People bought a ticket to come watch me and I, my duty, my job is to go out there and entertain you good or bad. Because, so, you know, John Daly is the greatest entertainer of all time because people wanted to watch him shoot 65 or 85. <laughs> they could have given, they could give, they could give two shits less. Whether it's 65, they're like, John Daly's best. John Daly shots 85 and Jesus Christ. Yeah. They, they want, they want to be animated. John animates him, yeah. you know? I mean, I play with John. I mean, I play with him a bunch over the years, but especially at the PGA. And it was the first year we were in the cart or he was in the cart. Um, yeah. And at the open, at, at the uh, at the PGA at wow. um, at uh, Bethpage Black. Yeah, that's right. And I think it was it was it was Friday morning because we played late Thursday and then early Friday. And we were walking down the fairway. I think on number two on Thursday. And I, the police officer, there's a police officer with us crossing and, the street. Yeah, and no, walking with oh, the group. The right. Walking with the group because of John. And I just said, um, we just struck a conversation, and he goes, yeah, this is my second time around. I go, oh, really? Who were you with the first time around? And I want to say he said something like Jason Day and, and somebody else. And I go, oh, man, you, that must have been pretty big crowds you had to do. He goes, oh, no. John's got way more people following him than, than these guys did. I was like, really? So, I mean, again, it just yeah. proves my point. You know, John's in a golf cart driving – you know, two steps off the green at Beth Page Black, and they have to kind of clear a way for him to drive right next to the <laughs> to yeah. the tee boxes, and it's just it's bam, and people are just sitting there taking pictures of his cart because they want to see how many Diet Coke cans are in there, a bunch, um, right. and it's just it, he's a character. He's a character. So going back to what you said about Sevy and John Rahm is that Sevy knew that he was an entertainer and he wasn't always perfect and he ran a little bit hot, but. I think the difference is too these days is that the fans once they get that ticket they think it's in an all admission pass to go do and say whatever you want oh. which is I think the sad part about the game right now. Yeah, that's like ticket to get kicked out kind of. I think you know what you know people just because of social media because of cameras they want to get caught doing something stupid that can go viral that they can be famous for now and it's just like like funny enough 
the mashed potato kid who first came out with that. Wait, and there's a there's an originator of mashed potatoes. Have there, you met it, him? He's from El Paso, Texas. And Let's I, get him on the podcast. Yeah, I, gotta, I, didn't, I didn't realize there was a real person. There was a mashed potato kid. He was out in LA. That's where it first came out. And I, from what I came to understand, is that he's from El Paso, Texas. And if I remember correctly, his parents were members at El Paso when I was working there. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's like a, quite, a little golf club, isn't it? Oh, it's a very small golf club in yeah. El Paso. It's, it's, I, I miss it. Something I've fierce. heard it's amazing. It is. It's so much fun. I hey, mean, if it. you know the mashed potato kid, do you know his name? I don't, but I can find out. We could, you know what? I'm sure we can do some research on this. If, if you know the mashed potato kid, I'm gonna find out. Get him in here, let's put him in the, the DMs. Let's get, I, I want, I yeah, because honestly, like, as I, I don't mind it. Is that bad? No, I don't mind mashed potato. I don't mind no, it. So, I don't, so here's the thing I don't mind the mashed potato stuff. I mean, I, you know, after a while, it, it, it gets. You know, but some of them are some of them are quite funny. But it, they need to come up with something funnier. Like, yeah, they need I to innovate. Him. You got him? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, what's him? his name? Andrew. I do know Andrew. I know. I absolutely know the. Do you family. have his number in your phone? I, I don't, don't but I can call find him. it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bleep out the last name. I didn't mean to just dox him. On the Andrew. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but I do know. No, I know exactly who it was. I he used hey, to we're go celebrate the, this guy. He used to go through the kid camps that I was teaching at El Paso Country yeah. Club. We, we actually remember. we used the audio. So Eric hit a stinger for a, a collection we dropped this week. Oh yeah, and the audio was the first time it was ever yelled. You're at kidding me? No, really? I know exactly yeah. who it was. 2011 Chevron World Challenge after Tiger. It hit sure a would. Yeah, I know. I was there actually. Weirdly. That Some magnolia. Not a sure one. What's going on? I know here? exactly who. I know exactly the family. I promise you, it's it, they are family at El Paso 18? Country Club. It was after a few drinks. There's no way it was the first hole. Andrew's not coming in hot. Like, yeah, that's he, he's going to do it at the end of the day because you know you would you wouldn't think unless it was like Ocean's Eleven type shit. No, I think that's that we need. To, I think we need yeah. to get him in here because I he would. I, I would yeah. assume he would remember me. Because, Oral cause, history cause, of the mashed potato. Because this raises an interesting question, ultimately, which is, as you're talking, I'm thinking golfers, right? Look, by and large, boring. Oh. Right? By and large, golf is a boring game. Yes. And and one of my goals at Random Golf Club is to make it less boring. That's why yes. you got to come to one of our events, dude. Have you oh. have you seen our events? No, but I saw your bus thing going on out there. Yeah, and Mad I, Scramble Tour? We really hey, need to we visit got a link. with you. We need okay. to visit with you about that because Who's I... Who's we? You and... You and me. Okay. We need to, no, we no need to visit with myself. Royal we. Yeah. Yeah. So you and me, we need to visit. You and me need to visit about that because I've, I've got, funny enough, one of, my, one of my goals in life was to take a bus and randomly just go drive down the road, see a nine-hole, 18-hole golf course okay. off the highway, pull in, have beers, go play golf. I love it. Meet somebody, drag them onto the bus with us, and we go down the next Rich, we've and got we just a bed go, for you. And we just go... <laughs> Then, then we go all the way through the Midwest, and we go like from here all the way up to say, let's go to Minnesota, and let's yeah. go play Hazeltine. We'll be there. Uh, Hazeltine may not check out, but because because the events we do, we have a hundred people okay. on the same. Well, I'm just hole. saying we've got six of us going up there, like you, me, and we we'll got grab six. Four, but yeah. we're going to meet a hundred people that live there, and we play in a hundred person scramble. Everyone, beautiful. everyone oh, playing I've the seen, same ball. Yeah. You, yeah. Guess how long it takes us to play nine holes, and guess what we shoot? Hundred person scramble. I mean, you probably shoot. I don't know. Eagle on every hole except for par three. So, what's 23? 12 under. 12 under. Birdie every hole except for the par fives and maybe one short par four. Yeah. And guess how long it takes us to play nine holes? It's 100 people. You yeah. guys are all hitting the same time? Yep. Oh, I don't know. Two hours? Yeah, two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. You get it, Rich. Get on the bus. Rich, you dude. You get it. I mean, Rich, this, Rich, this is not Rich. a. I have this, a question. I have yes. a question. Yes. Do you have any tattoos? 
I don't know. What do I got to do to get you to get a <laughs> random golf club tattoo? <laughs> What's the number? Is it equity? What is, is it? it? Dollars. Yeah, equity. Is it, is it equity? It's, it's, de- <laughs> it's definitely equity. I see. I like you. you I'm not. This, I'm not. So I'm not going to go with any. I, I, I'll give you ten thousand. I want. I want long term on all see, of this. It's a long term yield. On it's got to be a long term yeah. deal. In fact, well, speaking of tattoos, it's my gonna, daughter just graduated high school. Okay. Can't get a tattoo for fear of death. And what do you mean fear of death? Well, we went down to Mexico one time. She got one of those black henna tattoos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally welted up, allergic oh, to no. them. On, oh, wow. So we told her at the age of seven, if you get a tattoo, uh, the ink will kill you. That's nice. Yeah. That's so oh, so you well, lied to her. Okay, sorry. Don't listen. Oh, don't be listening oh, to the serious. podcast. I mean, she she now knows better because it's still a joke, and it would not shock me if she did. Mom wouldn't be happy. I'd be like, it's a different generation, man. Just yeah, I know. Yeah. Like yeah. we're all good with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, but so like seriously Ricky though, Fowler's what would it tattoos? Take? I mean, I like Ricky Fowler's, you know, because they all have something. Yeah. What's the random golf tattoo look like? Show it to uh, me. I yeah. just have this one now, but like I do need to get an RJ. I'll get it. I'll get a monogram if you do. Same a spot. Monogram. The monogram is. Um, I don't, I don't have Mine's going to be a lot saggier than. <laughs> Mine'll be a lot saggier than one. <laughs> Eric and I just got tattoos in yeah, uh, in another oh, country that's together. Too funny. Dude, I, my wife, my wife will absolutely love this conversation. She'd be howling laughing. So, but 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 going back to it, it's like like making golf more entertaining, right? Yeah. Like that's that's something that you're like in the front seat of, right? Because yeah. you're the one contextualizing the game that these players are engaged in. But like you know, uh, amateur professional, how do how do we make it more entertaining? And don't give me like some bullshit like symposium answer. Yeah, you know, not, we're not that, at we're we're not at like a I don't golf think I, corporate summit here. I don't think that I have. <laughs> that's not in your DNA. I don't think that's in my DNA. <laughs> um, no, it's weird because I, I I almost would do. I'd almost do, unlike what Phoenix does in a way where Ooh. where you have that whole place surrounded. I miss it where it was. All the chalets weren't there. Yeah, I liked it when the people were amongst the people, and you had the natural amphitheaters and things like that, and people going back and forth. Now, in this day and age, you can't afford to do that because of all the dollars that need to go into it. I think that the corporate chalets are almost overkill because there's too many of them. Yeah, and it I think it takes away from what what it should look like. Yeah. Um, I'm with you there. And, and actually that extends into kind of just do one quick offshoot here is like one of my big flags for golf to newcomers, right? Like people that are getting into the game. I think the idea that golf is just super corporate, it's hard for them to relate to the game when they come because it's like, Oh, it's like every, everything is just so corporate that by the time I go to the Muni, it's like, well, this is, there's this huge chasm between amateur golf and professional golf. Huge. And that's fine, I guess. I don't know how you change that, but... Honestly, I think that... I, I think it starts with... It, it's so funny. I was having a conversation with uh, with one of my close friends the other day about this. I'm 52. I am now the old guy that walks in the pro shop with the 25-year-old behind the desk. You know, that's, you know, that's Mr. Beam, you know, with two grown kids that, you know... At UT Golf Club, where we, you know, they they were always out there, and now Michael, my son, is six foot five and not so little anymore. So now I'm still the older guy that that you know that is out playing, but has some fun. And we're slowly but surely getting rid of some of the old school cantankerous kind of folks. You know, yeah. the 65, 70, 75, like LA Country Club to get a thousand page book to get in there. No, thank you. Yeah, that's a lot. I, I, that's a lot. I mean. 
and to have all the rules, the no shorts, you know, the shirts must be tucked in, the, the hat must be worn forward, this and that. I mean... I, it's almost like they should give you a secret handshake. That's exactly right. I mean, they should pay you for having to play out there in pants in the middle of the summer. I'm like, <laughs> no, thank you. So I, I think... Did you know LACC was pants only? I did know that, yeah. Cannot wear shorts. Yeah, they, well, the USGA sent me a, a dress code for crew. Whoa. Imagine yeah. if we showed up with shorts. So like the idea fun? that there's like a geofence <laughs> area of earth with primarily grass where you may, may not show your calves. I, I, I always go back to when I accidentally wore that t-shirt to the Masters. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, it's, tell him the story. It's an interesting story. So JoJo went to his first Masters this year. He did, yeah. And he had a profound aha. I had, I had a realization on the first day. We, we go and we went in on a practice day. And I didn't think at all about what I was wearing because I never think at all about what I'm wearing. It's a basic flaw. You got to fit on today, bro. I, 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 you know, you know, Rich coming on the podcast, oh, you know, thinking about yeah, it. I'm sitting here trying to <laughs> think of how, how. I mean, I was going to wear my, I was going to wear my caddy. Like my caddy hates you, I and mean, he likes everyone's shirt. You know, or <laughs> golf is too easy to play sober. That's Oscar Bravo golf. That guy's okay. that guy's oh, pretty funny. We would have loved that. Um, so we go in and. Uh, I just threw on whatever whatever I had, and about a couple hours in, Eric, I think, turned to me and was like, "Hey, you're wearing you're wearing a t-shirt," and I looked down and I realized I was wearing a t-shirt. I and said I was, that. I think you told me you were like, "Oh, that's interesting. You picked a t-shirt to wear today," and I and I looked around and I was like, "Well, I mean, other people are wearing t-shirts," and I looked. I did a quick 360, and I didn't see anyone wearing a t-shirt. No t-shirt. And, and in fact, for the rest of the t-shirts day, t-shirts aren't allowed at Augusta even practice rounds. No, no, no they're, they're allowed. They're allowed. It's just culturally. Uh, yeah, no one not. will do it. And I spent the rest of the day, I just I, like looked for another one. I, I, I saw 10,000 people that day. They sell t-shirts yeah. there. They sell t-shirts at the Masters with the Masters logo on it. Yeah. yeah I, listen, yeah. I'm wearing a t-shirt there is fine. Totally yeah. fine. No, no, he didn't break a rule. I know, that, but that I, just, Augusta, I, I understand Masters what you're has. saying. Yeah, But I he understand. broke a rule that we all abide by without him being aware that it was a rule. Like, Good for you. Without like, even thinking breaker. about it. Thank you. Maverick. Late, late to golf, I guess. I, I did the same thing. You should have worn a tank top. Exactly. That would have been a real flip flops and top. Yeah, I did the same thing at uh, Bel Air Country Club. I'm good friends with my with head pro out there, Dave Potus. I yeah. always stayed his place Potus. for the LA Open, and I went out there last October, I think, um, for that Y2K, the two two K uh, golf yeah. thing. Yeah, the, the launch party. The launch party, and showed up and I'm like, oh, I'll go play golf with Potus that morning. So looked at the tennis. Oh, God, it's been almost eighty degrees out there. Perfect shorts weather. Walk out there, in their shorts, walk in the pro shop. Hey, how you doing? Everybody's like, hi, Mr. Beam. How are you? I'm like, great, great. You know, that's what Bel Air is shorts? Yeah, no Bel shorts. Air's pants only. I couldn't believe it. He goes, how long have you been coming out here, Beam? I mean, he's admonishing yeah, What the fuck me. is wrong with you, Beam? And I go, I go, Dave, I only come out here in February when it's freezing. Yeah. I had no earthly idea. I'm like, how stuck up is this place? I get yeah. that. But but you yeah, you there's... some there's, pants or they loaned so you going, pants? Yeah, they sold me some long they pants. They sold you them too. They, they give you a discount yeah. though. PGA discount? No. Oh come on! No, really? I, I'm sure he did. I don't. I just. I charged Dave. They charged it to Dave, and I gave him cash. So there you I go. Probably under. I undercut him a little bit, but I'm like, I'm not going to pay you full retail, dude. You're like, you have the privilege of paying playing with Beamer, dude. Like, exactly. You owe me the pants. I stay at his place, and it's so funny. He comes home, and the first thing he does is rip off all of his. I mean, because he goes out there in a tie half the time. Oh yeah. He rips off jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. I'm like, you just can't wait to get out. He's of a it. Minnesota kid. So, so why do you prefer like? I mean, you know, I, it's maybe obvious, but like no hotels for Beamer. You prefer 
I hate like, hotels. Will, will you take a couch or only a? If it, I, a I sleep at, at Potus's place. I sleep on an air mattress. I love air it. mattress. I what do. is this? Is this like a well-known? Is this a thing? I didn't know. I'm no, just I just so I so okay. I get tired. I mean, I travel for work. You know, probably close to you know with going in. I'm going to see if I can guess. We're get, we're doing nights per year on the road. Yeah, but I, I just nice. do weeks. Just I've do got weeks. a number. Just do weeks. Weeks. He's uh, done weeks, and he wants to get on a bus and travel for an unknown period of time. Weeks. Oh, yeah. So that's, there's, that's totally there's different. There's 52 weeks in a year. Okay, I have my number. Okay, what's your number? I think it's 31 weeks a year. I travel about 34. 34. Between, between work, um, other golf tournaments, um, like vacation to go see a family, but I'm on the road about 34, 35 weeks a year. And so what I've learned is that a hotel is just a hotel. I mean, I, I've had the the honor of like going over and calling golf in Abu Dhabi and Dubai, yeah. and the hotel rooms they put you up in over there are like holy crap! They're, they're pretty chill. They are. That, that trumps a house. That trumps. Okay. No, it, oh. it 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 doesn't. It doesn't. It it really doesn't because like I can't go to the grocery store and buy my own beer or go get some. You know, yeah, you can't go, I can't cook there. out. I can't do, I can't, well, yeah, you can't do that anyways. But <laughs> what I found about hotels, no matter how nice, the nicest hotel room in the world is, it's still a hotel room. Like, what does that mean? So that just means that it's just, you know, you can't. Lonely? At a house, yeah, at a house, you you have a backyard for the most part. You have wow. a place you can go hang out. You can cook your own meals. You have countertops, kitchens, all that. Some of the places you you go to, you can get that, but it's still just. It's not like you can sit there and and whip up a proper meal. You're kind of yeah. putting you know things together. I just would rather go stay in a house, and it's just so much more comfortable having a bedroom and then a a, a living room and yeah. a kitchen and, and you know and or a dining room. I just I would rather stay at a house or with friends. Yeah, and instead of trying to go to another hotel and then charging your credit card for incidentals that you'll never use. It's very transactional. Oh, geez. I'm just, what I'm seeing here is like, I'm just seeing like Norman Rockwell American. Yeah. I you mean, know, I just, just like old, old time. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't need to go. I don't need a lot of the, the fancy shit anymore. Like I, you know, just make it simple Yeah, and you know, just have common sense and doing what you're doing. Yeah. And we'll get along great. I'm yeah. seeing that we should, send a cameraman with rich when he goes to dubai or something yeah and just, let's just see what a week is like you know what i'd I, watch that in fact I, that's actually i loved it i loved going over to dubai and abu dhabi so much um we i told my family about it. i said you gotta go you gotta go so we actually planned a trip over there it, we started planning it in at the end of 2019 um we're gonna go to abu dhabi uh, sorry we're gonna go to oman first and then uh, abu dhabi and finish in dubai this is for, for fun this is over Christmas break, and we're going to go, and in, in the, in the last place we're going to be is we're going to leave like January 2nd, so we're going to be there for December 31st, watch all the fireworks go off in, in Dubai, and we were all in. It was going to be a blast. I mean, I, I love Dubai and Abu Dhabi. I just, they're so culturally different than what we have here yeah. in the U.S. that the things that you can see and do are are so different than going here. Now, granted, Dubai's got the biggest mall of, you know, in the world. And, it's huge. It's and I actually had to go see, I, I, I had to go in there and see the ski. I mean, I was like, you have yeah. to go see that. It's just nice. because it's you just nice. need to see it. You just need to see it. But then, you know, I went to the Gold Souk uh, in Dubai, okay. which was unbelievable. And I only got a taste of it. So so when you're on the road, do you, do you get rich time in for like adventure? 
Not in the in the U.S. I don't. Okay. In the U.S. it's but when you're when you're when, when you're international. I'm, when I'm international, I try and take because we don't do as much international as far as um, either prep work or course pieces or interviews before the tournament starts, things like that. Some of that stuff is just usually all done. They take stuff they did in years yeah. past, so I get a chance to to go wander a little bit. Yeah. And that part of it is is seeing some of the the marketplaces. You know, when I was in um, in uh, Qatar, Qatar, Qatar went to the went there and did some of the hookah stuff, which is like okay. I don't smoke and I don't smoke anything at all anyway. So <laughs> just just ingesting okay. it, I was just like anything that tastes tastes you know like like watermelon or something. Yeah, but I, I mean, do. and I had something that was like more of a pomegranate, and it was okay, but yeah. I tried it just to do it, but it's not the... So, I'm, not the so I'm picturing Rich out there on the road, like ground control to Major Tom, major jet lag. Have you ever slept through an alarm that's like cutting it close? You know, there's that story about Rory showing up late to, I think it was Ryder Cup. I've heard some different versions of that story, but yeah. A lot of different versions of that. I haven't heard the other versions. That's okay. We'll, we'll do that off What happened? <laughs> Jojo, you could tell us. We actually uh, got to go to a break anyway. Oh, yeah. oh, weird how that happens. Good man. I like that. All right. We're tapping out. We'll be right back. All right, folks. Welcome to the ad break sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh. It's your, uh, America's favorite meal delivery service where you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. This summer, spend less time meal planning and prepping with HelloFresh's pre-portioned ingredients make it easy to get cooking quick and able to get back out on that golf course for maybe an emergency nine holes. HelloFresh is your recipe for success from foolproof instructions to high quality proteins and veggies. HelloFresh brings out your inner chef with every tasty, easy to prepare meal. Eric and I have been kind of battling on the uh, HelloFresh boxes because they, they send them to the office. And then for me, that means I just don't have to worry about lunch, which is kind of amazing when the schedule gets all hectic and you know we got to shoot here or we got to record this here or maybe rich beam is coming into the studio in the morning so i just go and sometimes i grab um honestly some of the bratwurst bars that they have with the with the caramelized onions or maybe i'll just do like a snack board with pretzel bites i've been thinking about just putting them out in the podcast although um i know people have commented in the past when we're chewing on the show that that's not the best idea so i'll probably hold out on it but they're delicious. Um, it kind of makes it so I don't have to go grocery shopping during the week. And it, it just promotes like a healthier lifestyle. So I'm not just going down the street and getting fast food. So if, you, uh, if you'd like to get in on the fun, all you have to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash EALshow16 and use the code EALshow16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. That's right. That's HelloFresh.com. It's like 16 free meals. I keep hitting this on the podcast, but it's like half a month of eating and it's free. So at least try it out. And, uh, and you can always cancel if you, don't, if you don't like it, although you might find yourself keeping it because it's just so easy. Like, honestly, going back to this whole like entertainment thing, like that's exciting. Well, then, Why does the PGA Tour kind of cover up the most interesting parts of the tour? Because it's it's it still comes from it started probably off with Dean Beeman, and then and then certainly with Fincham, they don't want any negative press. They look at 
they look at NFL, um, they look at even Major League Baseball, certainly the NBA, where you see all these athletes get such bad press for doing such bad things that, yeah. but they, like for the longest time, like when I was there, we played a tournament every year in Las Vegas, and it was at historically one of the highest purses, the richest purchase, purchase uh, sorry, purses on the PGA Tour, but you couldn't have anything on your sleeve or anything like that that said Caesar's Palace or MGM. No, no Vegas could, advertisers. No Vegas advertising. Couldn't have alcohol, couldn't have any, but you could have... They, there was a way that some of the guys got around, like Jim Furyk did Johnny Walker Collection. Didn't say Johnny Walker Whiskey. It said Johnny Walker Collection. I mean, like, what do they sell? Like a hat? Yeah. <laughs> a shirt? Yeah. Might get a coat if you buy enough. I mean, we don't know what Johnny Walker Collection is. Did Jim get in trouble for that? Jim's a big no. tour guy. No. I mean, that's that's the way they got around it, though. I mean, but you couldn't have a lot of different sponsors back in the day. They wanted to have a squeaky clean image, and I still think they, you know, they still strive for that. And they're just, they're protective of their brand. Yeah. I and mean, that's all it is. I don't know, man. Let them grow their hair out. That, that story Why about the guy I... who got his hair retouched in his PGA Tour profile photo, he had long hair, but then in his PGA Tour ID, they had like photoscoped it? it out and he had short hair. I never, I've never heard that. <laughs> never thought that? That's so funny. Dude, they just like, they, they just changed him. Like, I mean, imagine if they altered your skin tone or like, imagine, you know. They, so, they did that in uh, NBA 2K because Jimmy Butler has really long dreads. Yeah. For the finals, they just put his video game character avatar in the photo. Oh, like, it's funny. just it's just his three-day from him, like, the year before, looking, like, happy and, yeah. and more. So there was a guy that was caddying on tour, um, and, God, what was his name? He had a classic name but anyway, oh kenny crazy kenny <laughs> crazy and it was kenny. oh and it was warranted crazy kenny had these eyes that you know um remember um who framed roger rabbit at yeah the very end where the guy comes with those big freaky eyes that kind of were spinning around that was kenny's eyes okay and he would he would do some of the most outlandish shit but what he did one year for phoenix is he got a mohawk he already had big bushy hair but he got a mohawk and colored it purple Nice. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And are you playing? I'm playing this- in it. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm sitting here in balls going, this is great. Yeah. This is fantastic. And who's he who's he on the bag for? He was on the, I think it might have been Ted Treba. Okay. And Ted didn't care because Ted was Ted was a little bit bonkers as well. But it's just and, and Ted's hair then never moved. Like it <laughs> it could be Gale Force winds and Ted's hair did not move. <laughs> And so he had Kenny on the bag, and they just made a you know decent partnership. But the tour came out and told him, you need to either cut your hair or dye it or something because you can't come out here with a mohawk and purple hair. Under what rules, did he say? I, what did he do? Conduct. I think it's conduct unbecoming with you have to dress a certain way, blah, blah, blah. I think that he, he colored the hair and put a hat on, but it was just like I mean, it, it, it just didn't. So... It literally is was like that for the longest time. I mean, and still is to a point. I mean, like, why aren't we allowed to wear shorts? Exactly. Why do we have to tuck our shirts in? I mean, half the guys walk around. I mean, Tommy Fleetwood, his shirt's halfway untucked anyways. Yeah. Victor Hovland, his shirt's halfway untucked. Uh, uh, Terrell Hatton, same way. Yeah. I mean, why do we not, you know, even if you have to keep your shirt tucked in, why not allow these guys to wear shorts? Yeah. Why aren't we... I still can't understand why guys aren't using rangefinders out there. Good point. 
I mean, there are so many Get the rules number out and go. There. There's certainly there are so many numbers out. This there. isn't a fucking treasure hunt. This isn't yeah. a tre- I mean, I don't get I don't get it why we are we're watching these guys take so much time by lining up the mark, you know, the ball towards the hole and this and that and doing the aim point express which doesn't, you know, speed it up that much. It can if you do it the right way, but some guys don't do it the right way, but I mean, like you can have a yardage book, but here's when your boy hits a foul ball way over here, give him the number. Give him the number, man. I mean, you yeah. could with these, you could shoot. I mean, in fact, what they could do, they could probably put little laser things that right above the bunkers. You yeah. can hit that. You can probably hit that. That's all they want to know. I mean, that's cover. All they want to know. I just want to cover it. What's the cover? What's the back edge? What's this and that? What's that? I mean, it's just like it's so bizarre how how. Um, many rules and regulations that we that are out there that that are seemingly they should go, be going by the wayside i mean yeah. it just goes back again like no shorts at certain golf clubs and this and that and it's like at some point i mean yes these golf courses are amazing this and that but these rules were written back when yeah exactly they're they're, they're so antiquated nobody would have ever figured out that you know golf could turn into something like this yeah. and so when i go back to like my my childhood right like i was like definitely like a bit of a outspoken kid and like basketball is one of my favorite sports and my two favorites were barkley and rodman oh god yeah right and it's like rodman the, was the, a blast yeah and like the and just like the fact that we don't really have one of those guys and look Maybe it's just sort of the way you get into golf. I mean, you know, like for the most part, can we just say this? Like most guys on tour are nerds that perfected this crazy sport that's like kind of antisocial, at least in the yeah. way it's designed. Oh, it's definitely antisocial the way it's designed because every, every pro out there would tell you the only way to be really, really good at this game is to be a complete jackass to the rest of the world and right. be selfish. Isolation. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so funny you ask that. I so when you're in Seattle, like selling Walkman or something, cell phones and, and car stereos, yeah. which I, I mean, I could sell the shit out of a cell phone. But sell me a came, cell phone. When I, but when sell it me came this to, pen. When it came Boy, to selling, it, when it when it came to selling a car stereo, apparently you had different size speakers in each different car and whatnot. I'd sell, I'd sell this guy all this speakers and woofers and 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 uh, all the shit that he needed, and yeah, it wouldn't fit his car. That's, he needs four by six. He had five by sevens, but he showed four by sixes. I'm like, I don't sell get him a sell. different car then. Yeah, he, he, what he needs is a different car. Yeah. We need to talk to my friend who can sell you a car yeah. that that shit will fit. But but what I guess what I mean is like, and for the context is, so you've been playing, then you stopped playing, went and mm-hmm. did that. Is there a part of you that was like, I don't really want to go back? Is was it like is that that lonely? And then was it money? Was it the competition? Like what no, what I, brought me, you back into the for game? For me, not doing is is I was broke. I mean, that's why you know when I went to go sell cell phones, I mean, I had really nothing else to do. I mean, it's not like I had any money to to do much of anything. I had to take this job because it was the first one that was. And this is like how old are you at this point when you take the break? So I so this is back in twenty so nineteen ninety five. Okay, nineteen ninety five. So you're like early 30s. Yeah, 1995. No, gosh, I was 25. Oh, mid 20s. Yeah, mid 20s. Okay. So and I'm just like, and listen, I, I'm driving from point A to point B. I, so I was, I was a kid that I was born in Phoenix, grew up a little bit in New Mexico, but then I lived in Panama for three and a half years, Berlin for three and a half years. Where, I, so I mean, 
the outside is the only thing I've ever known, and traveling is the only thing I've ever known. So staying in one spot for more than more than three or four years seems totally bonkers to me. Like I can't believe I've been in Austin, Texas for for almost twenty years now. Um, but it's just I, I love it here so much, and this is you know family now. But I mean, when I was a kid, I mean picking up and moving every three and a half, four years, that was okay. Yeah, we'll do that. It's not a big deal, and so. And so when I was 25 years old, going from going from after college up to South Dakota working, and then from there over to Seattle to do that, and then you know broke up with my girlfriend, so we moved back to to Las Cruces for a couple months, and then this and that. And I mean, that was fine. That was New life. Mexico, New Mexico, Las Cruces, New oh, Mexico. Shit. Yeah, that's a, that's like that's kind of like a that place is kind of intense, right? Las Cruces is it? No, it's I don't. A lot think of so. isn't there like a lot of like uh, is it mellow? Mellow. No, it's yeah, mellow. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, it's it's very mellow. What about, isn't there like a lot of meth there? He's oh, no, it's Albuquerque. Bad. You're talking about Breaking Bad. I mean, they're, listen. I've never seen Breaking Bad. You're bullshitting me. No, I'm not. I okay. saw one episode and it was just too much. I was like, the show's really intense. That's why I thought Les Cruz. I thought all of New Mexico <laughs> was intense. No, I mean, I think most I think most of that stuff is, well, you can find it anywhere, but yeah. I mean, up in the, in the mountains, Montana. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever done meth? No. God, no. Okay, just, I, I've got an addictive personality, man. There's a lot of things that I need to stay away from. <laughs> I think anyone who does meth has an addictive personality. Yeah, I want to be on record that I've never done meth. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's one thing I just can't quite uh, bring myself. How, you know, lot. can I do something that's got some uh, Ajax tied and some battery acid? Yeah. That's How many hole-in-ones do you have? 13. Baker's dozen. Fucking My hell. last one that I made was with my son in a father-son tournament. I was the last one to go, and and the other father says, "All right, come on, Beamer, not get in there. Let's go. Let's knock go have some cocktails." Friggin' just doink, doink, went right in, and the caddy up there, I mean, just flipped out through. I mean, everything went flying, and and all of a sudden, I was like, "Whoa, yeah, way to go!" And then all of a sudden, the group behind us on the green, he goes, "Way to go, Beamer. That's gonna set you back a little bit, isn't it?" I'm going, "Oh no!" Just knowing where it is that I, the club that I made the hole in one at. They, their wine cellars is a lot better than what, mine. What was the bill? Well, thankfully... You have a patron. Thankfully, <laughs> the owner decides to bill everybody $200 for the hole-in-one that I made. Whoa. The bill was 20-plus. 20. That's a good day. <laughs> That's big. It's a good day. So, so have you ever had a hole-in-one like nothing but nap? Those are the ones that are so fascinating. They dunk? Just, just a straight That's in. That's a good question. Um, no, I think, I think there's only one of them that I haven't seen. Ooh. And that was, um, that was at Disney, my first ever hole in one on the PGA Tour. Disney? Yeah. And then I got a little Mickey Mouse. Disney, you mean, uh, what's that course? The King and the Bear? The, no. Uh, it was Magnolia and Palm, and I Magnolia think we did it on the... I think it was Magnolia number one, two, three. I love it. He's just so far away from these. Like 13, man. So what do you say to a guy out there? They're watching, right? Yep. There's guys out there, single digits. They've been playing for 10, 20 years. Still don't have a hole in one. What do you say? <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. I, I, work with a guy, I work with a guy who's 57, played golf on the European tour for 25 plus years. And he's never made one. I'm going... <laughs> You're terrible. In fact, we were playing. We were playing one day. And it lives over in England, and I, I usually stay at his flat every time I go. And so we were playing over there at Queenwood with a buddy of mine. We set it up, and on the fifth hole, the member makes a hole in one at Queenwood, 
And he's just sitting there, you know, crowing about it, and whatnot. And Rob goes, "I've never made one." Of my oh, and that was, and Rob was just crushed the rest of the day because every time, every time Rob hit the ball, he goes, "Oh, did that go in the hole?" Oh no, I guess it didn't. I mean, oh, this guy was just. But do you, but do you feel like there's some type of like, uh, is there some type of mentality that produces more holes than one? No. It's I mean, luck. to some extent, there must be. Like some people oh, aim at. Rory McIlroy just made his first hole in one of the PGA Tour. Um, last week, and it was like his first one one in three thousand two hundred and some odd par three. Yeah. I mean, chances. I mean, That's like true, yeah. you think that sheer dumb luck is going to get you in there more or not? I mean, because well, how many the odds are twenty five hundred to one? Okay, so so, so Rory's that. yeah, but that's for for professionals, for pros, yeah, for top I mean, that, for number three in the world. I don't have that. Stat. That's that's for oh pros. wow, that's then for pros. yeah, so, twelve thousand so five hundred for. So do you think hole in ones are primarily luck then? I think it comes down to a little bit of luck. I uh, think but it's but it's also I mean, listen, you, you have to hit a good shot, but I mean as soon as it hits that You don't ground, have to hit a good shot. You don't have to but whenever you hit that shot, say you do hit a good shot, mm. for it to land in the right spot with the right amount of spin yeah. and not catch any blemishes on that green to make it go anywhere else. Yeah, there's a level of, of luck after you hit a good shot. There's a level of luck to for it to go in. So how many balls yeah. on one tee, one green, one pin would it take you to get one in? Depends on, depends on the length. Depends on how easy or difficult the hole is. Where it's at. Is there a backstop? Is it on? Is it flat? Say it's and, mid. It's going to be mid diff. From how far? What do you want? Give us a number. We can design it for you. Over a hundred yards. No, I want it over a hundred. No, I don't want that. I mean, how about Butler? My body. How hurts. about Butler? How about nine at Butler? How long would it take you? Oh. Front, front, center pin. Oh. I think I could do it in a hundred. Hundred balls. Are you willing to try it? We can make that happen. Let's do it. So they do it on the. Don't they do it on the on the European tour five hundred? Yeah, they copied me, but it's okay. Yeah, I don't want to do five hundred. I mean, my body can't handle. I do. I'd get up there with a hundred of them. Hundred balls. Yeah. Can people bet on it? Oh, why do it if you can't bet on it? Let's make a bet. Let's make a bet. We're gonna do a bet. Um, we're gonna partner with some type of fucking betting company. Perfect. Let's 100 do it. Hundred shots. Hundred shots. Hundred shots for the Beamer live stream. You know, I think you can do it. I think it'll be 73. I think it'll be your 73rd ball. I think it'll be 97. I think it'll See, really I, come I'm, down. I like, I like 73 because 13 is my favorite number. Seven's an odd number, and seven, if you take one half of that seven off, there's a one in there, so there's a one, three, so 73 Billy, works. Billy, uh, Elliot, Billy I am a, I'm just beautiful a, mind. I'm a, I'm a numerologist. <laughs> Things happen for a reason. Are you really a numerologist? I believe in numbers. What, your favorite number is 13? 13. Why? Tell us. Um, I think it started probably funny enough with Dan Marino. Yeah. Being, when I was a little kid, out. Dan Marino's number was 13. I was a little kid. But then I started noticing the number 13. Um, and it wasn't initially until afterwards, but I like, like in high school, we went to breakfast right before the final round of the, of the high school tournament. And we sat down at a shitty little diner in Hobbs, New Mexico, and our table was number 13. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know. So went out there, shot 69, finished finish one back, you know, runner up. But then 13 would come up a lot. And it was like, it was like the strangest things and places and ways. So 13 always kind of came up. Um, funny enough, and, and this is not trying to be sad or weird, but the number, the time, 9-11. Mm. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've looked down at my watch or my phone and it's been 9-11 in the morning or 9-11 at night. Interesting. I, I actually why. have the same thing. 
I don't with know that why number. With I have the same thing with that number. I've seen that number so many times when I look at the you know, and Yeah, and so, I mean, like, I'll take Dave. pictures of it and send it to a friend of mine because she does the same thing. It's like, like there you go. It'll screenshot. So but it must so be a weird I, text I just chain. think that numbers, for whatever reason, like, it, it, I look for different numbers and I can figure out ways to get to 13 sometimes just like I did with 73. Seven's yeah. got one line and this and that. Cut off that and it's 13 and yeah. you know, I love and odd numbers. I hate even numbers. I don't know why. I got, I got something against even numbers. So so when you get to the 13th hole, do you kind of like perk up? Yep. Time to shine? Absolutely. Do you think you more often birdie 13 than any other hole? Over the idea. I've never be so, I would love to know that stat. What, I, you know like what? Of I will all keep the that stat. I will keep that stat going forward, and I will make sure that I I will take a – I'm going to Scotland. We can find out from your tour stats. They're online. Are they? Yeah. Going yeah, back. You yeah. have to dig down to go just number hole 13 only. Yeah, we can we'll hire a tour we'll statistician. Get a, we'll get an AI to get do Ray, it. You know, get my guy Ray on it. Ray? Yeah, Ray. Um, Ratfucker Ray. Hey, don't hey, don't <laughs> say that about Ray. Ray's a succession good dude. Reference. I gotta piss so bad, Rich. You go piss. I gotta. We gotta cut it. <laughs> no, no, we, we're we're coming to, yeah, to we the end anyway. This. Justin Ray. Sorry, Justin. Justin Ray. Ray. He's, the, he's the he's, he's the, your statistician guy. He's the stat for guy Sky? for for Sky. He's you a see club. Him? Are you gonna see him next club? week? Fifteen twenty one club. Fifteen. What does club? that mean? I don't know. That's the stat, stats thing that they have. We're on Slack with him. I think it's the fifteenth club. Well, Ask him what the most often hole that's birdied is in terms of like one through eighteen. He'll find out. Great question. You can probably yeah. just figure it out in two seconds. I have a feeling like it's. I think it's sixteen. No, I was gonna say hole. eighteen, and then I was like, maybe it's ten. Ten is nice. We're talking about psychology here. Like, what hole do you walk into and you're like, fuck it. <laughs> you know? Par fives. <laughs> yeah, and what's 14, 14. All, I guess then the question is, what's the most often par five? Maybe it's like sixteen. Uh, well, that's why I thought. Okay, 16. follow-up question for uh, Ratfucker Ray is like, Ugh. what is the most I think often? He's actually gonna like Ratfucker Ray. Hey, it's a compliment, dude. It is a it is a compliment. <laughs> 20, so it's called the twenty first group. I'll ask Ray. I'll ask Ratfucker Ray. Oh yes. God, he'll, he will think this is hysterical. Ratfucker Ray. So uh, so it's two questions. What is the most often hole birdie between one and eighteen? And then what is the most common uh, hole to be a par five? And and if they're the same. Then your deduction is correct. These are tour courses. Right, These are courses that have been on. Yeah, tour. just any course that's in his yeah. in his database, whatever. All right. I will. All right, Rich, dude, it's been a fucking pleasure, man. We're gonna do this again because this is, we've only just scratched the surface. Because I love yeah. this shit. Yeah, the, I, love the, this. The, I know you got to piss. The only thing to add is uh, the reason why you're in this room is because you saw an Instagram post. Oh yeah, yeah, you're gonna help. Oh yeah, I saw an Instagram post, and then yeah. all of a sudden I'm just like, I got to meet this guy because you were the first guy that we was met, doing... but it was just briefly at the Ryder Cup. Okay, and then we had. With the, the last one? Uh, no, we met before that. Whistling Straits, and then yeah, before no, that, yeah. Before yeah, that, yeah. No. But but I, you were I the original. Like that was the last time we saw each other. Yeah, that was the last time we saw each other. But we we um, for me, you were the original guy on Instagram that started doing golf stuff that that I started like going because you were out there, you know, again hitting golf balls off the mats and whatnot. Uh, and I'm just like, this is fascinating. I'm like, this is really. This is really Thanks, fun. Rich. This is really cool. And so I was talking to, to my wife about this this morning, and she goes, who are you going to see again? And I told her, and, and, and I said and I said something about going. She goes, you know, you've been talking about him, and you've been – and she's like, you're, he's one of the people that you've, that you've been involved with or talked about a lot. She goes, this, you're going to have some fun. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a blast. So, I love it. And, uh, and we'll get a chance to visit more about how I can uh, – I got ideas. I got yeah. I'm sure you do because I, I need ideas. ideas. I, I need ideas and motivation because I just I unfortunately I you, your mind 
works like this, and mine is just like, like sometimes. <laughs> I don't know about that. You're pretty close. Hey, it's not, it's hey, not Rich, like that, but it's just going like, back to an earlier question. Yeah. How did you, you get into math? golf? How, how did you try math? <laughs> it, it makes it speed up. No, see, I take I take lots of pills, so I've so I've learned it like doing cocaine and whatnot. Yeah. So pills are good. Pills are great. How did you get into golf, by the way? My brother. My brother had been talking about it for 10 years because we don't have a golf family. And he was like, he found some clubs at a garage sale. Yeah. And uh, just got a job at the local nine hole course, cleaned the bathrooms, free golf, you know, loved it. Just 16, like I was six. And, you know, for the next like 15 years, he was like, Eric, come play golf, come play golf, come play golf. He got my dad into it. Yeah. He had a group of friends that played. And, um, you know, I'd always say no because I wasn't into golf. No. But, contempt prior to investigation i'd never tried it and then one day in like oh nine yeah we were on a family vacation and he was like hey me and dad are gonna go play do you want to join and i said no and then it was like this no just hung out there and i was like in my head i literally was sitting in the chair and i was like i'm an adventurous dude why am i saying no yeah and then i was like i'll play and then he immediately the worst word in the in the in, in the language i love that no yeah. i mean anybody you know would you like to do that Damn right I would. He's a yes. fucking optimist, dude. Yeah. See, I just don't like people to say no. I mean, because it's like, anytime you hear no, it's like, that's what insurance companies say. Yeah, exactly. Or cops. Ass. Or cops. No, no. <laughs> no is like, I hate the word no. Yeah, I agree. I love the word yes. You know who doesn't I, say the word no? Who? Ratfucker Ray. Ratfucker Rat Ray never. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's so All right, here's right, Ratfucker Here's a Rich Beam, dude. Here's to... Uh, uh, I know where you uh, work now. Beginning of a great... I know where you work now, so you guys can't hide anymore. Yeah. I am going to come over here, and I am just going to... I love it, dude. Bug the shit out of you. We got blazing Wi-Fi. We got a simulator. We got some drinks. Um, I know. I, you're, you know? Yeah, that simulator, yeah. I'm going to actually come by tomorrow in the simulator I might bring my son because cool. i'm getting please do <clears throat> i'm getting some new irons today that i'm gonna try out so. okay cool yeah you're welcome dude the simulator is good all right see you rich thank, thank you, you.